God's beauty is shown in our ugliest moments. And that's what I call a masterpiece. Your next move be your best move. Oh God, that's for real like the Neptunes. Oh God, no ego. Cause I gotta say God like the Migos. Oh God, it's the best move. If you ain't talking about that, God bless you. Oh God, like an ego. Cause I gotta say God like the Migos. Family, family, what up, what up, what up? We back, man. God made dirt the podcast. You know, the one that had a real conversations behind the curtain of religion. You know, when it's where the church is too religious and the world is too, you know, embarrassed to talk about those topics. We gonna talk about them, man. Man, before we get started, man, I want to send a quick shout out to to the homeboy, the code breaker, Tarmel Daniel. He's out sick today. No, it's not yes, COVID. Sir. It's not COVID. But we still keeping our brother lifted up in prayer today, you dig? We just want to send him a quick shout out because you know it's me, your boy Marcel B the MC on God the video. It's out on YouTube. I'm plugging it every show. I don't shameless plug, ain't no shame. So it's definitely shameless. You know what I'm saying? That song is out on all platforms. Make sure you stream it. Check it out. I'm put the link in the bio, all that kind of stuff. And then we got the leading lady BK. What up? Hey, hey, hey. And y'all make sure y'all check her out on beadored.com, man. Shop, man. Shop black. You did? We got to support our black folks, our people, period, man. You know, it's not just about shopping black. I want to take that back. It's about supporting just entrepreneurs trying to do their thing. You did what I'm saying? And that's all colors and creeds, not just black folks. Let's support people just trying to do something positive where they could just be down on themselves, you dig? And last but definitely not least, the drummer extraordinaire himself, Money Mike. We call him Money Measy, you dig? Money what Mike, up? what up, bro? Chilling, bro. Hanging out, man. How y'all doing? The show, man. You know we're going to get into it, and we're not going to keep y'all long, but we're going to be real about it. And I'm going to tell y'all, as we prepare for this show, God hit me with something so dope that I had to share it. It's our GMD disclaimer, because some people still got a question on what gmd is and so i want to tell you you know look just what gmd isn't you know you know what i'm saying so the first thing is gmd the podcast god made dirt the podcast is not a bible study y'all we're not bible thumping you're right so i don't need my bible thumpers in the comments trying to correct us on the scripture we you are for sure going to hear us mess up some scripture right we ain't gonna mangle it but we we not going to get it all the way right, right? So I don't need y'all coming in the comments telling us about how we got certain things wrong, how we interpreted it wrong, all that. Now, I don't mind y'all opinions, but I'm going to tell you, it, you know, it, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? But also, we're not just on here glorifying sinful behavior. You dig? We're not on here just trying to do that either. We in between, man. So God told me this today, I, I, and this is, I, I kid you not. He said, uh, GMD is ratchet and righteous, you dig? We in between Bible study and all the wildness. We right in the gap, you dig? So this is a place that's open and honest for that kind of communication. And it's no, this is a judgment-free zone. If you want to judge somebody, judge your mama. Now, we ain't going to judge her, but you go ahead and judge your mama because we ain't doing it, you dig? Now, this show is for people that have been through some things and aren't afraid to admit it, man. We've been through some dirt. And until you be real and come to grips with the dirt that you faced, you know, you can't be open and honest about it, man. Jesus rode with 12 thugs. I call them the dirty dozen, man. They they were I'm talking about liars, cheaters. Uh, they were thieves. They cussed 
all kind of stuff, man. That's what he that's who he chose to roll with. That was his crew. He used a traitor, a hater, a double crosser, the ops, you know, in the plan for destiny to save the world. You know, Judas was part of the crew and that's who he used. That's who he rolled with. Now, I'm not just going to be on my Bible thumpers and our religious folk. You know, our, our other folks, I'm not here for the pity party either. GMD is not a pity party. You know those, if it ain't one thing, it's another. Nah, man, they, that ain't what we about either. We're not for the pity party. Now, we're not being insensitive to what you've been through, right? But at the same time, if you hang around with us long enough, you won't be there long, you dig? We want to see you triumph. We want to see you overcome, right? Now, the Bible says, now, if y'all can, with all that said, right? If you just open your Bibles, now we ain't gonna do that. But it, but the Bible does say <laughs> many are the afflictions of the righteous, right? So that means that we all gonna deal with some pain at some point. We all gonna deal with pain. You know, it's it's unavoidable, right? And some people take their pain and they use it for motivation. I, I tend to do that, right? When I've been through something, I use that as fuel. But there are there are some people. Who take the pain that they've been through and they you know they divert that or they deflect that onto somebody else and it could be people that they care about sometimes and that's where we get the cliche that hurt people hurt people so today we're gonna dive into domestic abuse we're gonna we're gonna really hop into that bk put me up on on game earlier today that there's so many different types right so we're gonna walk through it from her her experience firsthand, you know, and I don't want to take more time. Yeah. BK, I want you to tell people your story, how you want to tell it. I'm not going to try to give a rendition. I want you to walk us through what you experienced and what happened with you. Uh, the floor is yours. Okay. Well, I'd have to say about 17 years old. Um, I got into a relationship that lasted for four years and towards the end of that relationship, I realized that I was an abuser. Hmm. And at that time, I didn't know that I was an abuser. I knew that my behavior wasn't right, but I was very naive. Not wow. only just in realizing or navigating that relationship because we wanted different things. Hmm. He wanted something long-term. I knew from the beginning point, probably within a month of dating him, that he was not my forever mate. But I continued to date him, like I said, going on five years. Wow. So in the course of us being together towards the last leg of that relationship, I was verbally abusive. I was mentally abusive, emotionally abusive. And then it got to the point where I was physically abusive. And that was the breaking point for me because I did not like myself. And so because I did not like myself and I did not like the love that he was showing me, I didn't know why I didn't like it. I just didn't want it. I didn't want it from him, but it didn't mean I wanted it from somebody else either. It's just, I wasn't ready for what he was ready for. And I internalized that and reacted in a negative way, in a violent way in a way that made me feel ashamed about myself. And I remember an incident that really turned for me was he was supposed to help me study for a test. And mm -hmm. he had always been someone that was always there for me. He treated me 
the best of things. And I kept pushing him away and pushing him away. He said he was going to come to help me study, but he didn't show up. Mm. And so I got offended. I'm like, well, how is it you're not going to come through for me? And at that time, I was living off campus. He was living off campus and I had a key to his place. So I decided because, you know, I felt like, oh, he had the audacity to not come through when I said he was going to come through. So I have his key. I'm just going to go to his place, see if he's there because he's not answering my calls. And I go to his place and walk in and here it is. He's with another woman at his dining room table having drinks and he's about to go in for a kiss. Wow. And I'm sitting in there thinking like, by this point, we're already broken up because I didn't want him. But now it's like, hold on a second, but you're not going to come through and help me study like you said you were. So I went in while he was going to kiss her and I punched him in the side of the head. Now, both so, him and her were surprised because they didn't even know anybody was in the house. So you walked in literally so, as they were kissing. Stealth mode. About to kiss. He hadn't wow. even touched her lips yet. And I was just upset. And so I punched him. And he got up. She started screaming and screaming. And then I got mad at the fact that, you know, she's screaming. But at the same time, it's like, well, hello, you never knew anybody was here. And now you're being accosted. You're being attacked by somebody. And wow. he stands up to guard me. And I start going off on him, calling him all types of names, saying he wasn't this, he wasn't that. And you didn't come through like you said you were going to come through. And because she kept screaming, I got irritated and went to go attack her. Wow. And at that point, that's when he grabbed me and threw me out of his apartment. Now, I knew I was wrong. Wow. I had no business being there in the first place without him knowing that I was coming. I knew I was wrong, but at the same time, I was still upset. And I couldn't understand why I was upset. And then when he came out of his apartment to talk to me, the only thing that he could say to me was, I knew that you still love me. Why can't we just be together? And it took me back and it made me disgusted. It made me disgusted in myself. It made me disgusted wow. and feeling humiliated for him because no matter what he said, I still didn't want him. I didn't even know why I was there. And wow. because he said that, I smacked him. And because I smacked him, he proceeded to come at me again with love. Wow. I love you. We can make this work. And once he said that, it made me even more angry that I laughed. And then I punched him in the again? mouth. Yes, again. Jeez. I punched him in the mouth, busted his lip. I threw his keys to his house in the snow someplace because it was during the wintertime. And then I went back home. I went back home and I was angry. And I didn't understand why I was angry. But at the same time, I was ashamed. And I was just so young and naive. I didn't know how to come back from that. I didn't know what to do, but I knew I couldn't get to where it was that I needed to go with him because really all I wanted to do was be free. And I felt like his love was weighing me down. Wow. So you, let me get this right. So you was mad at a guy who you didn't want, but bothered by the fact that somebody else had interest in 
somebody you didn't want. It had nothing to do with her. It had nothing to do with the fact that she was there or that he had interest in somebody else. For me at that time, it was solely, you did not do what you told me you were going to do. And mm. he had never done that before. So, so for me, it was control. It, yeah, for me, it felt like I lost a sense of the upper hand. I lost sense of control wow. in a relationship that I didn't want. But really, you know, in retrospect, it was just me losing control of myself. Mm. Wow. So it went from one extreme to the next because okay. after that relationship, I got into a relationship that I was in in totality seven years where I was the abused. Wow. And so were, hold on. Were these these were back to back relationships? Back to back relationship. How how long was the first yeah. uh relationship? I think she said five, right? It was five years. Yeah. Okay. All right. So five years, the abuser, seven years being on man. Jeez. So wait, of the five years, I didn't abuse him the whole five years. I just abused him that last year of the five. Gotcha. Okay. And of the seven year relationship where I was abused, um, the abuse lasted on and off the whole total of the seven years, but physically being abused. Uh, lasted for about three. It Jeez. lasted until I decided to fight back. Jeez. And it actually took me to get physical for him to stop. It took me to actually feel like I was going to lose my mind that um, anytime he was to get upset that I felt like I had to be in a fight for my life. Wow. And so it would always lead to after I finally decided to defend myself um, going to grab a knife. Mm. Anytime I felt like he was upset or knew that he was going to be coming after me and threatening him, letting him know like, well, I'm prepared to die today. Are you? Wow. Wow. But the weird part about it is I was also engaged to that man. Wow. So he proposed to you. So, okay, let me ask you this because I want you to dive more into this. How soon into the relationship did the abuse start in this? How soon? Um, Probably within a month. A Sheesh. month of dating them? Mm-hmm. But it wasn't full-fledged on physical abuse. At this point, it was abuse manipulation. Ah, where gotcha. they like to they take their emotions and they switch it. So if you decide not to do something in their favor, even though you care for them, you really care for them, you want this to work, but because you decide to do something out of their favor, then it's, you never really loved me. You oh, just I like thought, all the rest of them. I thought you I loved thought you me. Right. Yeah. Well, I thought wow. you was different. You was, you was supposed to be that different person. And to you, you just, like, well, the, but you I just like the rest of them. Got it. Exactly. All right. Wow. I am different though. I am special though. What are you talking about? Of course I do care. Right. No, no, no. Not if you act like this, you don't. But but when you don't know, when you truly don't understand your self-worth and somebody tells you that, then you could find yourself questioning that as well, right? Oh, definitely. Got you. Definitely. And then um, and it's a lot of ways in which they talk to you initially. 
before they start trying to put their hands on you. Wow. I was a very fun loving free person. And to me, it was like, oh, if this person is doing what they want to do and it's all peace and love, then it's good. It's got to be good. But I guess after a while, I realized for him, I was just too free. And he needed to confine that because for some reason it outshined him and he only wanted that light for himself. Mm. He wow. didn't want it to be shared amongst anybody else. Wow. If I would go out to dinner with my girlfriends and stuff, because at that time I had a wide range of girlfriends that I would hang out with, go out with them. He would call. And for me, it was nothing for me to pick up the phone when he called. Why not? You do that with most people you're dating, you're interested in, you pick up the phone. Hey, but it turned from, you better not hang that phone up. I know where you're at. I'll come up there and show out. You want me to embarrass you in front of your friends? Because he wanted me to sit and hold the phone so he can listen to the background noise. Wow. What? But I didn't want to hang up the phone to have him show up and actually embarrass me or have my friends and my business to know that this fun-loving person isn't so fun-loving, even though... Some of my girlfriends started to notice at that time what he was doing, but they couldn't pinpoint it no more than I could. They just see it, see it as, oh, she's really all into him. Yeah, I and think phone like phone, really phone hostage is a real thing. Yeah. You know, I think phone hostage is a real thing, man. Mm -hmm. When someone just holds you on the phone, um, knowing that you don't want to just be rude and hang up on them. You know what I'm saying? I think that's a real thing. Um, my other question, though, BK, is you said you were engaged to him. So a month in, some of this abuse starts. And maybe you mm -hmm. don't recognize it as abuse, but it's some type of manipulation that you know you're not completely comfortable with. But how, like, when did he propose? At, at what point in the seven years did he propose and you say yes to, to being engaged to him even after that abuse? And, and and what was the mind state in accepting that proposal? Um, it was about four years into the relationship when he proposed. And at that time, that period of time, I was pretty much isolated from all of my friends, my family. He's you know, all new. Yeah, wow. pretty much. Like my best friends had left the state already. You know, my, my, uh, my brother was still in the state, but he was planning on moving out of the state. And so that would have just left me there. All my other friends have pretty much have gone. Any friends that I was in association with were friends of his. They were his homeboys or cousins, whatever family members, girlfriends. It was all in his close circle. So I had completely been isolated from my support system that I wasn't able to fight for. And there was only two people really that I was able to fight for and willing to take the consequences for. And that was both of my best friends that wow. I just wasn't going to let them go. And, so, oh, sorry. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. And at that time when he asked me, everything was cool. Like the storm and everything had died down and I never saw it coming. I never saw him asking me. It was not something that was on my radar for us to even get together. And when he asked, I hesitated. I didn't know what to say. We were kind of home alone. And I just remember him 
being on his knee and he looked at me and he gave me that look that this is about to be a problem. And so I said yes out of fear. Wow. Because I said yes, I figured I'm a person that holds on and honors their commitments. And this was a commitment. So I mm. figured there's only few things that was going to get me out of this. And I just hadn't decided that abuse at that time was one of those things. Right. So, so, so you're, so you're engaged, you know, for essentially three years. Mm -hmm. Um, and it sounds like it didn't get any better. Um, you know, maybe some back and forth, maybe some broken promises, maybe some baby, I'll never do it again. Um, but how, I know you, you mentioned it, previously briefly but just dive us into how you finally uh gathered enough nerve and, and courage to to end the abuse as stupid as it sounds it was one of my things my cardinal things was cheating i found mm -hmm. out a few months before we were actually to get married i believe it was two months before we were to get married that he had been cheating on me. And because of that, having known myself, I couldn't stay because that turned me into a different person. It wasn't the simple fact of infidelity. It's like, I can understand you sleeping with someone for sexual purposes, but I can forgive that, but I can't forgive who I become when I stay because now I'm not a girlfriend no more. I'm not free loving, you know? Um, to me, it always said, God says, loving someone or to love someone is free. It's a sacrifice. Mm. You know, you give this selflessly. Mm. And I knew that wasn't going to be that. I was going to be a PO. I'm questioning everything you're doing. Where are <laughs> you going? Who are you with? Let me see your phone, this, that, and the other. And I'd never been that person because I can't operate there. I can't love you being in that space. Because it just makes me hate who I am to have to question all those things. Mm. So for me, it's like, I can forgive that, but I have to go. So I had made it in my mind to leave, but I didn't know how to leave. Okay. And at that time, I had prayed about it because I knew, now that I know he's cheating on me, if we were married, would I forgive him? And I was like, oh, this has never been an area for me. I was like, so let me try. So for two weeks, I tried for two weeks because I had made the decision. If I forgive this person for one, I can't never bring it back up to him. And my family and my friends could never know because they would never let him forget it. They would hold that against him, even if I didn't. And then I realized like, at first I used to think like women that stayed were really weak. Mm -hmm. And then I realized they're really strong because I couldn't stay. I couldn't do it. I was like, I'm, I'm giving up on this. I didn't know how to get away from this. So I waited till the day we were supposed to move from my apartment to a house because we we're about to get married. And I had called the owner of the house because I had already put this like a rent to own program and it was going through like the escrow thing. And so the owner of the house was going to let us move in before that because my lease was up at my apartment. So I called them. I told the, the homeowner lady what was going on. And she said, don't even worry about it. I understand. Um, I'll call the bank. 
She called the bank. The bank called me. They closed everything out. I was like, wow. great. I called my oldest brother and I didn't tell him like everything that was going on. I just told him that he cheated on me. I'm ready to leave, but I don't know what to do. And I had been praying to God, praying to God. Strange things were happening at work. Strange things were happening at home spiritually. So I was just like, I didn't know what to do. So I asked my brother and I told him, I don't want advice. I want you to tell me what to do and whatever you tell me to do, I will do it. Wow. That's and impressive. he tells me to hold on. Next thing you know, he has my father on the phone. And I didn't like that. But in the course of five hours, I was on a plane to relocate my life. And that's what wow. I did. Have you not I seen my man since hours. then? I did. I did. I saw him later that day. I gave him back the ring. I told him that I was going to leave. Um, he cried and all this other stuff. And no, we can go ahead and we can work it out. Um, I left. He knew I was coming to California. He didn't know exactly where. He got one of his friend's girlfriend to find out like where I was because I felt like her and I were kind of close. But after hindsight, didn't. And then it was like two months later, I get a call that he's there. He's in Cali. On, in Cali, on the premises of where I was in my apartment complex. What? And I'm like, okay. And so I told him where I was because he knew where I was. And he wanted to make sure that I would tell him exactly where I was. So I had to get back in that mind state. And he showed up at my door and I opened the door. And God told me when I opened that door, that he would not allow me to provide for myself as long as he was around. He wow. was like, you've been providing for this man for this whole time. You've been trying to work it, everything. You left for everything. I'm not going to allow you to provide. So he came, which I thought was going to be for a visit. He was going to leave, but he stayed and he would not leave. And there would be times that I would convince him, you need to go and see your kids. You need to go and see your kids. And once I would convince him, he would go home. And I'm like, okay. And then I would think, but lo and behold, those, those two years, I could not find work, nothing. Essentially, I had an apartment with one table, one chair, and a bed that was mm -hmm. on the floor. Wow. And here it is. He came out to stay with me and I'm on unemployment and I'm like, okay. So eventually I made the decision that I was going to have to move to Southern California because I knew it wasn't going to get any better. And so I told him, I said, you know what? I'm going to move. And when I get settled, I'll send for you. He said, yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds like a bet. That's, that sounds like a bet. That's what you, that'll be the plan. That's what you do. So he went back home. And I moved and I never told him where I was. Anytime he called, no, no, I'm living with my dad, but I wasn't. And a month after I moved, God found me a job, had my house fully furnished. Wow. Everything that I had lost was replaced once I got rid of him. Wow. Have you, so have you seen him since then at all? Not no. He's reached out a couple of times through various numbers. 
or text messages. That's why I don't answer um, numbers I don't know anymore. Wow. Um, uh, even on social media, then I ended up, you know, blocking those accounts and everything. But last time I heard from him was probably three years ago. And I left him completely no scene like 2008. So when you gathered up the, the courage, that was around year five. And then two additional years was this. He didn't followed you all the way to Cali. That was that yes. was six and seven. Wow. Yeah. You had already left him, but he followed you. And and then yes. you had to pick up your life again. So you essentially were on the run from him. Like really, you know, just plainly speaking. You were on the run from him. And and like, wow, man. I I I can't believe that. Wow. So, so it, go ahead. Go ahead, Mike. So what made you give him two more years if you was done with him already? I knew I had to be smart. I went back into this survival mode. And at this time I was in therapy because after I had left and originally moved out to California, um, I started experiencing some issues. It, it almost seemed like anxiety, but not really. And one incident I remember in particular where my brothers were talking about a game. They were watching a football game and they were getting excited about a play and they just started not necessarily arguing, but you know how you guys do when you get excited and you start debating something. Right. And they're a little aggressive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's like, this is nothing I've never seen them do before. I've seen this all the time, but for some reason, my back was turned when they did this and my, it almost felt like anxiety or whatever. It just shot through the roof and I felt panic. I felt fear like nothing else. And I just walked really fast to the bathroom. They didn't know that I had left. I don't even know if they knew I was in the room and I went into the bathroom. I locked the door and I just remember sitting on the floor next to the toilet crying Wow. And I'm like, what's wrong with me? Like, I couldn't understand. I was panting. My heart was racing and everything. And so it took two more incidents of something like that happening that I went to go see a doctor because I thought maybe something was wrong with my lungs. I don't know. Just other things. And then that's when um, a doctor suggested I see a therapist and a therapist diagnosed me with PTSD. Jeez. Wow. And I didn't realize that because the whole time that I was in the seven year long relationship, I was in constant fight or flight. So right. I'm always gauging his reaction right. and I'm starting to turn in. And I started even realizing that when I started dating again, when it would come to talking to men on the phone, it's like, I have all these brilliant and great ideas. I like to talk this battle of the tongues, great conversation going on. And he got it excited about his point of view mm. and he was just saying no 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 see what you're not getting and then all of a sudden I felt that panic again and I started to shut down and I was just like mm -hmm, no you you know what you're absolutely right you're right um hold on one second I have to go to the restroom let me call you back wow. and I started crying I couldn't even call the guy back wow at all 
Man, that's so those two opposite extremes, man. That we gotta dive more into them, but I, I got a couple questions, BK. If you okay. don't if you don't mind me and Mike asking you a few questions in regards to these. You you gave us a little bit of this off air, but you didn't give us that, man. So I first off, I want to say thanks for your transparency and being so open with that story. That can't be easy right. to to relive to relive that as you tell that. You know what I'm saying? And and I know um somebody out there is 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 going to find that valuable. You know what I'm saying? And if y'all enjoying this, I need y'all to hit that like button, that subscribe button, man. Mike Benomi about that. But um these questions. So um, I got so many. I got so many. I wrote seven down, but I got a lot more. So um, when you when you became the abused, right? Coming off, I'm like I'm talking about like you know the last one you were the abuser. Very next one you're abused. So when you became the abused, at any point did you feel like God was punishing you, or that like you were owed that because of your behavior from the previous relationship? Most definitely. And not only for that relationship, but for every failed relationship since. Mm. I wow. felt like it's karma because that initial person really loved me wholeheartedly and purely, even in his anger at times. And I learned valuable things from him and peacekeeping. Like one of the things that he would say to me was, it's okay, let's agree to disagree. Mm. And to me being so logical, I was like, that makes perfect sense. I don't have to agree with him. He don't have to agree with me, but let's keep peace. Let's just squash it. Mm. And so we would rarely ever have an argument. But since then, it always seemed like every dude wanted to argue. Every dude wanted the upper hand. Every dude. And with me being the woman coming to, hey, let's just agree to disagree. You kidding me? No. Well, you don't tell me what to do and all this other stuff. And it's just like, I can't never seem to find this piece. This is this is karma. And it took me to realize it's not karma, even though you felt like it was. It really wasn't. It was you not understanding your own personal feelings and what it is that you deserve and how you behave in a godlike way. And it took me to read, I think it's Ephesians 4. Wait, you know what? Hold on a second. I got it written down someplace. All right, cool. Don't y'all don't y'all get on BK. Don't about, get on about this. Don't okay. y'all do and that. Don't do it. And it's the message version, by the way, okay. for you Bible pumpers. Right. Hey, so bring, it brings, says, brings us back to scripture boy. Yeah. yeah. The scripture boy days. Yeah. <laughs> so it says in message version, watch the way you talk. Let nothing foul or dirty come out of your mouth. Mm. Say only what helps. Each word mm. is a gift. Mm. And so it made me realize like your strength is in how you talk to people. Right. The words you know, like the, the power of the tongue. Yep. You know, speak life to a situation. Yep. And I realized in that first relationship, he spoke a lot of life into me, but I wasn't willing to receive it until I was able to speak life into myself. So then when it came to navigating dating and things like that, I realized I'm slow to anger. 
I don't compromise on standards that I place. And I start with a disclaimer. I let men know, like, I'm not going to argue with you. You're not going to argue with me. It's not going to be yelling. If we can't sit down and talk through a disagreement, like how we're talking right now, calm, then I'm not for you. Because if you feel like you have to raise your voice to me or step in my personal space, I will leave. Yeah, and I ain't with all that screaming either, like, man. Like we're done. Yeah, it, That's it. I ain't with the raising of the voice. I can't even raise my voice. It cracks when I try. Like I can't <laughs> even scream. I can't holler at all. Um, Mike, I know you got a question for her, man. Yeah, so I have this, one of my favorite aunts, uh, she says this thing where she goes, no man should never put their hands on a woman, but if a woman put her hands on him, she should be, be prepared to be hit back. So my question to you is, like, if another guy was in a scenario that you put the guy in that you abused, do you expect, did you, did you expect him to retaliate physically like you did or... What's the advice you would give the next man who went through what you did to him? For one, don't accept it. But I feel like I feel like he was before his time and he didn't know it. Mm -hmm. So a woman puts her hands on you as much as you would love to put your hands back on her, especially if it's something that your mama, your auntie, whoever told you to do so. <laughs> right. But that's taking you off of your kingdom. That's mm -hmm. lowering yourself. That's good. A man is so much stronger than you are. I realized my nephew started out strengthening me by the time they were 10. <laughs> and I'm way older than them. Right. So don't think that your power can ever match that of a woman, but your power really is held in your authority, your leadership. Mm. So if she's going crazy like that, you don't have to tolerate it. You don't have to continue on there. The best thing you could do is Say bet and walk away no doubt. and cut yourself off from that person completely because your absence in their life, trust me, is more painful than an I'm sorry or begging or even smacking her. Just leave her be. Facts. If, if you got to hit them, you don't need to be with them. Exactly. Nope. Exactly. So, so BK, you, you realize, I know you, cause when you talked about the first situation, um, you you said you realized at that moment where you were so disgusted with your actions when you you know busted in on them and and did what you did. Um, so that was kind of like, but it was the damage was already done, right? You realized it after the fact. But I want you to talk about the 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 mind state as the abuser, as you were doing what you were doing, not just that time, but all the other times where where the, whether you were physically abusive to them. Uh, verbally, emotionally abusive to him. Did you feel? Did you did you feel like what you were doing was wrong at any point, or was it? Hey, as long as he let me get away with it, I'm gonna do it. Like, what was the mind state as you were being abusive? I knew it was wrong from the very beginning. Mm. I knew it was wrong before I did it. I knew it was wrong when I intended to do it. I knew it was wrong while I was doing it, but I did it because I wanted to. And because mm. I knew I could get over on him doing it. Wow. wow. And it was because I didn't want what I really had. It wasn't I'm sorry or this person was so great because really he was. 
to this day, he's probably the best boyfriend I ever had. He probably would have been the best husband, best father, you know, whatever. He was a great person. He just was not a great person for me. And especially not at that time, because what I wanted, no matter how good he was, he couldn't give it to me because I just wanted to be free. Wow. I met him when I was 17 years old. I just wanted to have experiences. I didn't want to be accountable to somebody. I didn't want to be faithful to somebody. I didn't want to be tied down. I wanted to be adventurous. Wow. You know, he saw me and saw the rest of his life. And that's a, a hard thing to hold on to when you're 17 you years old. Yeah, 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 17 for sure. Yeah. 17. I'm like, the rest of your life, right. your wife, mother, your kids talking about <laughs> marriage. And I was very upfront with him during the co course of our relationship because I didn't fear losing him. I didn't care. I didn't care if he would have walked away because I never really wanted him. Oh, well, it was like, she'll come around. She'll come right. around. Yeah. Yep. I'm wearing her down. She'll come around. <laughs> wow. Patience of Job. Go ahead. Go ahead, Money. So, Money yeah. Uh, another question I have is, uh, do you, uh, even from that situation when you was the abuser to even now in your dating life, do you show or give a certain type of grace because of your actions back then when, it's, when you're dating now? Definitely. I'm, I'm talking about like when you see red flags of oh no he seemed to look possessive but I'm gonna give him a try anyway like do you do you oh, give no, that no, kind no, of no, grace no, no. when I see the signs of a nutty buddy when you pop on my radar uh, <laughs> on, on that <laughs> it's like no no for me that's preservation I'm trying to survive I'm trying to go someplace right and I already know I've been through it not only have I done it but I've been through it. So for me, it's like, I see the signs. I know what this is about. This person needs therapy. They need to work on themselves and they get in touch with they, they feelings. They need Jesus. Yep. And I don't need to be a part of that journey. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. No matter how cute I think they are, no matter, you know, I can see the potential. It doesn't matter how much potential you can see about a person. If they can't see it within themselves, it's a waste of your time. You want to hear something funny? My girlfriend now says something that, that she goes, it's some things that I just can't help you with. You got to solve that on your own first. Yeah. Like, to this, it's like she says those same things to me now. So I can definitely relate to what you're saying, BK. Yeah. Um, man, BK, we'll get back to my man, question. So <laughs> um, we kind of answered. I, let me ask. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Going through that, right? So it kind of you kind of walked us through, you know, I want to say bad decision making, right? But then being the victim of someone else's bad decision making. After mm -hmm. you go through all of that, and it take twelve years of your life, right? Mm -hmm. Do you feel like that has prolonged the process of you becoming a, a mother and a wife? Or is the mindset still that you on God's time and no matter what? Like, what is it, though? You know, that 12 years is a long time, you know, for for to end up, in, you know, not with either one of those guys. You get what I'm saying? What's mm -hmm. the what's the mind state on those 12 years? Um, You know, when they say that. When God has something from you, can't nobody take it mm -hmm. from you. 
And so it's kind of like, do I feel it prolongs me getting there? Most definitely. But that was my decision. It's not necessarily their doing. I could have left earlier. You know, when I knew a month into dating this person that this wasn't going to be forever, I could have let him go to be free. But I decided to play around mm. for four additional, you know, whatever years on. And when I saw that this man was abusive, I could have left instead of sitting there thinking like, wow, I ain't never been loved like this before. Like, he must really love me. This is crazy. Like, he wants to keep me kind of like all to himself. Like, dang, this is a strange kind of love. Like, no, that's not love at all. Wow. I could have left, but I didn't. So I believe that definitely hindered me being married or having children. But if that was always in the cards for me, it will happen for me because God doesn't say he's going to give you something to just take it away. No, what you choose to do may delay your blessing, but that blessing is still your blessing. Right. I firmly right. believe that. Right. So it's just kind of getting out of my own way, letting him do the work and focusing on myself and having that quiet time. Because when I say God breaks you down to the bricks, mm. he broke me all the way down. Mm. I'm like, if I was a car and I was supposed to be propped up on some bricks, he left me on the dirt. <laughs> like I was in, I went from a two bedroom apartment, fully furnished, I had a great career making good money. I was about to purchase a house, going to get married, all this stuff to unemployment alone and having nothing in a place but a bed. Okay, yeah, it was on a box spring, but it was on the floor, right. not even on a bed frame. Right. And having one table and a chair. Now look at you. Going a trip right. to Jerusalem, sipping my ties. Right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, real quick too, BK. So you inspired me, definitely for sure, in combination. So I, I, I want to stick to this episode, but real quick, I, I surprised the wife on Christmas with tickets to Paris. I and, saw that. And like, you know, your, 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 your relay, you know, the way you told us about your experience in Paris and the trips that you went on, that definitely played a part in me just saying, now is the time. I always had a dream and passion to take my wife to Paris. It's like her number one dream destination. So I always knew I was going to uh -huh. take her, but you were definitely part of the, you know what, now is the time. You know, BK just went, she talked about this, this love in the air and, you know, just love and unity. So I just want to say you was part of that. Um, but I'm Thanks. Mike, go ahead with your question, bro. I know you got one. Um, this is gonna sound like a like a weird question, but just check it out. So as okay. as as the person being abused, which one of the abuses you endured made you stick around longer? Meaning the one that was you was hard to pick up on to where you didn't leave sooner. the emotional abuse mm. is almost like emotional manipulations because it's turned to a point where it kind of makes you look back at yourself. You know, I say narcissists, they do it smoothly. It's a sneak yep. attack with them. 
But when yep. someone owns this abusively and they do it, it's forward manipulation, but it's a tennis match you're not prepared for. Right. Oh, that's good. And so yeah. you're kind of like, uh, no, because they're making, they're attacking your character. And if you're strong in character, you're trying to convince them, no, when they already know <laughs> that you're not like that. But it's anything to change the light from them. Yeah, control the narrative. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And did you see a lot of 17, 18 year old Brooke in, in that relationship that you were being abused? No. Okay. No, the free, fun loving, live in the moment 17, 18 year old Brooke, she was in a coma. Wow. Mm. Like, even my family would look at me and kind of squint a little bit, just kind of like, hmm, because they didn't know. No one knew. Like, they could kind of maybe hint, but I wasn't telling anybody because wow. I'm like, what? My brother was married. Both my brothers were married, but my brother um, was married and just had a little baby. If I tell him this, he's and mm -hmm. this man is already violent. He don't care nothing about his my life, his life. My brother has something to lose. And I'm not about to let him lose one ounce of the life he's trying to create behind my decisions. So for me, it was like something I had to keep quiet. Wow. So and keeping it real, this, uh, this aspect I just thought about. So you had this one guy that just basically gave you the world at every possible turn that he could, right? Even in you mm -hmm. punching him in the face, he tried to love you right through that. Some mm -hmm. men or a lot of people in society today would consider that to be a beta male, you know, in his approach with you, you know? Um, so you go from what most in society would consider beta male to maybe what, what may have been alpha male, like, you know, more masculine, more testosterone going, maybe he's a little more passionate. Is it possible that that contrast in the beginning, at least led to you being tricked a little more like, Hey, this guy, you know, he's a little more forceful. He's a little more aggressive, you know, and just being honest, maybe he's a little more forceful in the bedroom. You get what I'm saying? Like these things that you just didn't have, it with the previous relationship. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Did they attract you? Um, the aggressive nature did attract me just because I myself am more aggressive. So I like assertive. I like dominant. But as I've gotten older, I'm realizing a beta male can be the same as an alpha male. It's all an presentation. Approach. It's all in how yep. you're able to articulate that. Yep. You know? Um, so I think it's very important to listen to someone when they're... When, during the dating time, it's very important to listen when someone's talking. Hmm. Because they tell you a lot within those first couple months of dating them exactly who they are. And hmm. it's your choice to kind of decipher and shift through that. And I find that a man who takes pride in providing, who very much likes to protect, 
and stuff can also be calm. Like he doesn't have to bang on his chest, um, be possessive, any, any of those things. It's a hard combination, but you know it when you see it. Right. It's finite. And you just really have to pay a close attention to what somebody's saying. So right. I really think that people should take that time when you're first dating someone in those first couple of months to ask the hard questions. Cause someone who's willing to waste your time will get tired of putting in the effort. That's good. Hmm. Right. Just by making them wait. Wow. That's dope. Mm-hmm. Money. There's a lot people. I just on a, on a lighter note, whoever dated, BK, when she was 17, 18, she read it now, bro. Statue of limitations are over with. If you see her, hit her up. She's ready now, guys. She's that ready. Was, that was my next question. <laughs> um, as you realized, you just said it, man. He's probably the best boyfriend you ever had. Have you have you tried to double no, back? I will say. Have you tried to double back over the years and say, hey man, look, you know. I realized I was, I was, I was, you know, the error of my ways, you know, did you, did you pull it? Did you try to get them back? Dear Robert, no. that, that punch ain't really hurt. Come back. To me. <laughs> <laughs> get punched uh, I did think about getting in touch with him, um, but not for a let's get back together type stuff. Um, I realized I had heard through the grapevine after you know we had parted ways that the next situation he had got into was not a good situation wow. whereas if what i did was bad was even worse and i felt even more guilt because i felt like he went ahead to accept abuse a bad version that he didn't deserve and it wow. might have been because of my treatment to him and I had always wanted to tell him that he was a great man, that he was an exceptional human being, period. And that don't let anyone treat him the way that I did or accept anything less than what he's willing to give to somebody else. The reason wow. why we didn't work or what happened was solely because of me. It had nothing to do with him because he did absolutely nothing wrong. And so I felt like, yes, to this day, he was best boyfriend, best lover, hands down, was just a great guy. He just was not that great guy for me. Hey, bro, and still to this day wouldn't have been. Hit her up. He wouldn't be a great guy for me today because I would feel like I would know the buttons to push to possibly manipulate if I wanted to. The respect yep. isn't there on my end. And so it would have never been a capacity of me trying to go back romantically. Wow. Man, I want to share something real quick. So my wife's watching. Shout out to Mrs. Brown. What up? <laughs> and she sent me something dope. Um, she said, uh, the thing is, people can give advice all day long. 
However, women that are dealing with this, you know, young girls that are dealing with this, it's something they have to go through to understand they should not be in it because they are not going to listen to one because they're in love. You don't notice anything from that person from the start. It doesn't creep up on you. It hits you out the blue, literally. But by the time the love has grown so strong, you learn how to deal with it until you have the strength to leave, you know, point blank. Mm. You know, and I, and I think that's true. You know, it's almost like they get the hooks in you, you know, and and by the time you fully realized um, and this goes both ways, you know, um, for the, the guy that you abused and for, you know, the abuse that you walked through and, and were on the receiving end of. So um, it's it's funny. So if you would have asked me, hey, this guy that did this to you. Um, that abused you, BK. Do I think he abused his next girlfriend? I say no question. That's the, that guy sounds like a career abuser, right? <laughs> but if you would have asked me if I thought that the guy that you abused would have went through that with the next relationship, I'd have said no. He he learned from that. No, he, there's no way. But the fact that you said he went through that again through his next one, it's like wow. It's the same thing. This guy went on to experience the same type of relationship after you, both of these guys, which is, you know, crazy. Opposite spectrums, but it's 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 a cycle that they need to break themselves as well. You know, it was a cycle you needed to break, but I felt like it's a cycle they needed to break on their end as well, man. I just hope that uh that uh you know, um I just hope that they they recognize that at some point and it's not still uh, going on today. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, me um, too. And I, I know um, I did want to say one thing though. Okay. If there's, if I could say something to a woman, a girl or whoever out there, they may have been through a similar situation as I have. Um, for me growing up, I didn't see domestic violence. I didn't go through that. I wasn't in that type of environment, even in a community standpoint. Mm. So I didn't know to see it or to recognize it when it, when it happened, it wasn't part of my life. Whether you feel it's normal or whether it's out of the blue, if it does not feel right, or you feel like you're in hell, find a way out. Yep. Reach out to somebody. Talk to somebody. Don't worry about the shame. Don't worry about your reputation. Just privately pull yourself to talk to somebody and allow somebody to help you get out of it. Because yep. if I hadn't decided to reach out and call my older brother and have him make a decision for me and follow through on that, I don't know what type of situation I would be in now or even if I would be here now. Yep. Speaking of, end of, of ways to end it, um, I actually, we're going to make sure that we put, you know, hotlines and, and places that you can reach out in the in the bio, in the description for the video. We definitely want to share that with y'all. But you, you mentioned something earlier, and I wanted you to get through your entire story, but I, it hit home for me. You mentioned that in, in, in trying to get it to stop, you know, it, it got to a point where you would have knives ready for them. You'd like, you literally had to make it stop. Now, um, I actually witnessed, my mom was the victim of domestic violence for 10 years. 
by my stepdad. Ten years. Um, I think they met when I was five. Yep, and this lasted till I was about sixteen, so maybe about eleven years. And um, I was sixteen, and they were, you know, you can kind of tell. I think, and this is another thing in abusive relationships. There's a rhythm to the abuse. So, like for me, as the, as a sixteen year old, I could tell when it was about to happen, right? Because I've seen it, so I had seen it so many times. They were arguing, and I just so I decided to intervene this day. This day, he wasn't gonna do it. So. I kind of confronted him while they were doing that. He turned around, punched me right in the face, broke my jaw. But that wasn't the end of it. We ended up downstairs in the kitchen. And this is where it, this is where this is what you reminded me of. We end up there, you know, downstairs in the kitchen. You know, he's talking, 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 talking. You just going back and forth. And I blinked and had next thing I know, I had a knife at his neck. And they were trying to get the knife out my hands. But they couldn't. You know, it was it, it. I was gone. But anyway, he never abused my mom a day after that. So I, I literally had to make that abuse stop. And there there are times where you just physically have to stand up for for what you believe and breaking the cycle. You get what I'm saying? And so, like, in your scenario, there weren't really children involved, BK. But it was still, uh, no, something's got to shake. Like, something's got to stop. Like, right. you get to that breaking point where it just has to stop. You get what I'm saying? And so, you know, um, I, but it, it's, it, it takes for somebody to do it. Somebody just got to say, yo, this, this just can't go on no more. You know what I'm saying? One last question, BK. I got one more. One more. Okay. If you could take one of these scenarios back, you can only pick one that you could take back, which of those would it be? Being the abuser or being the abused? That's a great question. Whoa. It's a great question. Woo. Um... I would have to say being the abuser. Hmm. Why is that? Just because of how much I hated myself in that time and not knowing if how his life may have turned out if I wasn't that encounter. If I hadn't introduced that into his life, what kind of man would he be now? I don't, he may very well be a great man now. I don't know. But hearing some of the stuff that he had to go through after me, and he even ended up having a child with that person. It's just kind of like there was a lot of guilt in that. Wow. And I can't control what somebody else does, but I can definitely control what I do. And so I rather take back my actions. Wow, that's heavy. That's heavy, man. That's real heavy. All right, on a lighter note, BK, because you're 40 and fabulous. And I only say that because BK is super proud of it. I'm, I generally don't do that with women's ages, but she's super proud of it. And I'm proud of it too, you know. Uh, she's 40 and fabulous. 
How yes. is dating going for you today, man? Walk the people through that. Um, it can be interesting, and I think it's mainly because I'm in LA, but I'm currently dating someone that it feels like a recycled soul to me. And I think I've mentioned that before in previous shows, but it does feel recycled in a very good way. And he's been very patient in dealing with me and some of the things that come up with me. But because of therapy and working on myself and taking this time with God and everything, um, and just being older and so much smarter, <laughs> I'm able to actually sit down and have a conversation with him about my feelings on certain things. And I'm glad that he's open and receptive to those things. So I don't believe that I would be in the situation that I am now if I hadn't gone through those experiences that I went through and took the time to get to know myself, my emotions and how to deal with it and realizing that I hold the complete and absolute power for everything I say and do. Wow. Life and death in the power of the tongue. That's fire. So salute to the new homie, right? I ain't met you yet. I know we are. I know we're going to meet you. You're going to bring him home to the D, right? We're going to meet up there if sometime? We, yeah, if we get there, if we get to that point, definitely. No doubt. No doubt. Salute to the homie. So, uh, Money, anything you want to lead the people with on this subject, man? Because we ain't going to keep them too much longer. No, man. Just keep your hands to yourself. Man, you hear me? Sit. Definitely. You hear me? And I want to say to the homies out there, man, if you got a homeboy that's abusing his girl or if you got if you're a lady and you got a homegirl that's abusing her her man. Hey, man, just intervene, you know, intervene over and over as much as you have to. Just as just as if they kept being broken, you got tired of seeing them broke. If you you know, if they kept being you know addicted to drugs, I think abuse can be an addiction. I, I, it's harder to talk somebody out of being abused than maybe it is out of uh, being the abuser. Maybe. I don't know. You know, but you can't give up on them in any kind of way. You dig? Um, but BK, what's, what, 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 what note do you want to leave people on in regards to this, man? You know, I just want to say thanks again. But what, what's your final words on this? My final words would be be kind to one another. And your words. Your actions, definitely keep your hands to yourself. Only use those for pleasure, not to, you know, bring all that up. But I'm just saying, that's the only type of hands putting on you need to do, either that or praying. So, you know, make love, not war. No doubt. Nice no, one doubt. no doubt, man. Shout out to Ambassador Studios. Again, don't forget, if you're feeling this episode, um, you know, leave a comment, but definitely lay hands on that like and subscribe button, you dig? I want y'all to stay up to date on everything that we're doing. Again, shout out to the Codebreaker, Tarmel Daniel. My you God. Know you know, and, and we're going to keep know. this content coming, man. Thanks to BK, Money Mike, GMD. It's all on us. I know. I know. Peace. We'll catch y'all next time, man.